Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Eric. Hey, Pump. When a grenade explodes... <laughs> you're, you're such a... No, I just need to know the answer to this question, Eric. When a grenade explodes... You're luring me into a setup. Um, I just need you to answer the question, okay? It's a simple question. When a grenade explodes, all the little bits of metal that shoot out are called what? They're called shrapnel. <laughs> They're called shrapnel. That is correct. Second question. Up until about a year ago, what did you think it was called? Scrap metal. (laughs) You thought it was called scrap metal. So when my grandfather was in World War II and the grenade blew up, he got scrap metal in his shoulder. Yeah, which isn't that far-fetched. Because that's what it is. So did you think that two brothers, Scrap Metal, were building grenades? I'm just trying to understand uh, the connection here. <laughs> I just always thought people... What am I going to do with all this Scrap Metal? I, oh, I don't know, make a grenade. said it with like a, a little bit of an impediment. That's just what... I, that is one of the greatest things ever. I don't know. Have you guys ever detonated a live grenade? Uh, no. I did, no. It, it is super cool. Have you really done this? Yeah, there's a... Uh, uh, shooting range in the Poconos that I like to go to sometimes. They're really cool. They're called Sunset Hill Shooting Range. Uh, they're in whatever town, Pennsylvania. Just Google it. I'm sure you'll find it. They uh, Most shooting ranges make you bring your own weapon, and then you fire it. This place has all the weapons, and you just pay for the ammunition. That sounds awesome. So it's a really great place. If you decide that you want to go try a gun out, where else would you ever be able to do that, you know? Like, let's say I in my head, I'm like, oh, I want to buy, like, an AK-74 rifle. Isn't it AK-47? <laughs> There's a, a 74 also. It's smaller. I knew you were going to say that. I mean, I only know, like, three gun names, and that's one of them. <laughs> There's an AR-15, an AK-47, and a Glock 9 millimeter. I'm sure you know more than that. Yeah, you definitely do. You know Uzi. Oh, Uzi, Beretta. You definitely Look know. Look at you. Desert Hold on. Eagle. You're thinking of big, Biggie songs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think. My Desert Ease makes MCs squeeze. From the Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, remember uh, where we spent like a good 10 years of our lives um, doing the Give Me the Loot back and forth where like you were deep voice Biggie and I was high pitched Biggie? Yep. But funny enough, like I feel like you could do high pitched Biggie better <laughs> I to- than me. I totally could. Um, so Jonesy, so you're at the this, this shooting range, and I guess it's more than a shooting range. It's also a explosions range. Yeah. So what they have, uh, and it, it was very new for the last time I went there, uh, on an M16 rifle, which is like the military version of the AR-15 that you just spoke about. Uh, they have on on rails on the end of the rifle is a grenade launcher, right? And they you load a grenade into the grenade launcher, and you fire it over this big hill that they have built. And then the grenade detonates on the other side of the hill, right? So nothing, uh, no, no scrap metal or shrapnel can get to you. <laughs> but it's the concussion from the blast is unbelievable. It's like a, it really is a bomb going off. It's it feels crazy. It's like it shakes your whole body. Do uh, flames come out of grenades like in the movies? 
I well, I can't see them because they're on the other side of the hill. I feel like only I don't think in real flame. life it's like smoke. I've never seen a flame come out of a grenade. In movies, they they kind of explode. I see a flash. Yeah, you'll see a flash, but in certain movies, it'll be like a like fireball, which it shouldn't be. I don't think. I think it just in real life would just look like a dust cloud of scrap metal. With scrap metal flying yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Uh, I detonate a lot of grenades when I play Fortnite by myself because you guys yes. won't play with me anymore. Um, I, I kind of want to go to this uh, shooting range. It, we all have to go, especially like if, uh, if we're on a trip to Pennsylvania anyways. Yeah, like we I'd, should definitely I'd love make that. Them. Can we do an episode of Dinner for Dessert at the uh, grenade oh, it shooting would be, range? It would be hysterical because all it would be would be us trying to talk over unbelievable <laughs> explosions. Oh, that would be awesome. Like it, it's so loud. It's so, like driving up the hill to get there. All you hear is a shotgun blast, and I'm sure sniper rifle blast. And then when you hear the grenade go off, because it's not every day that you hear the grenade, because it's expensive. It's like forty bucks to launch a grenade. But when you when you like, you'll hear it coming up the hill like four times louder than anything else. The people that live across the street from there must hate it. It's a terrible place to live. Unless it's the people that own the range, and so they're not home while they're, or it's a school the for the deaf. That's <laughs> brilliant. The yeah, yes, same. Brilliant. Perfect place to put that. You know, I realized um, living where I live, and even where we grew up, planes come over our houses Bro. so loud. Yeah, living near an airport, basically living near an airport. For those who who are not familiar with with our our, our geographical uh, location in the world, we live right near. John F. Kennedy Airport in yeah. New York City. And um, it's so funny. You forget. You don't even hear it. Like, you just get so used to it until one moment. Like, you're like, oh, crap. That's really loud and shakes my house every yeah. time it and flies And it was over. probably like the 30th one that morning. Yeah, it's usually... I always notice it when I'm watching TV and it's like, plane's coming. I like, TV's got to get louder. The plane go- is gone. TV goes lower. And the plane comes. TV goes up. That's the only time I, I, I pay attention to it. Otherwise, it's like I zone it out. Yeah. So maybe the people who live near the grenades, they just, they're used to it now. They probably love it. I would love it. I'd love it too. I would hope that if, like, when we do this, that your first shot is like Owen Wilson and Wedding Crashers. <laughs> <laughs> it probably will be. That's kind of what I'm banking on. I have a feeling like I won't be the guy that like goes flying back if I shoot the gun. I'm the guy that the butt of the rifle is going to slam me in the nose and, and break it. I'm just going to have a <laughs> nosebleed the whole day. Oh, I got, I'm that guy. I got to tell you what. Here, here's the gun that you have to fire first. The Smith & Wesson BFR 500. Isn't it Smith with an F and Wesson? That's the rap group. Oh, see, I only know guns from hip-hop. <laughs> So I know that a Desert Ease makes MCs freeze, so I, I really want to try one of those. Yeah. Desert Eagle's easy to shoot because it's got gas recoil, so it, it, it it's not hard to fire. The BFR 500 is a whole nother beast, right? The it's, BFR 500? It, yeah. Tell me people don't nickname it the Beefer because they don't. <laughs> the <laughs> like, beef. Yeah, you got the Beefer 500? I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Beefer 500. That's a good Irish accent. I don't know why it turned Irish. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is happening? Uh, Do you remember the movie Batman, the 1989 one with Michael Clay- Keaton? And <laughs> Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton and Jack <laughs> Nielsen. <laughs> Do 
you remember at the, the scene when Jack Nicholson pulls that really big gun out of his pants and shoots yes. down the Batwing? Yes. yes. That's what the BFR 500 looks like. That's a real gun? It, it, well, it's not that big. Not the one in the movie, but it's, it looks like that. The, it fires a 50 caliber bullet that is so big that they can only chamber three bullets in the revolver. Love right? it. So when you fire this thing, they usually have two instructors come over and they'll both hold your shoulders. That's how, like, that's the kind of kick of this thing. Oh my it's, god, this thing is awesome. Oh, you looked it up. Yeah. So what you're saying is we need to get a sponsorship by the Beefer. The Beefer. So we we, we like, might both need to shoot this pistol at the same time. Oh my god, <laughs> that's how big it is. Oh my god, just imagine like it, like the scene from Ghost with the pottery. But me and you shooting a B for 500. <laughs> Although it, it, it may look normal with it, me holding it. You, it'll look like a normal size like gun. Like if I pulled that out of a holster in like a, in like a shootout in the middle of a, a town at high noon, like it would just look like everybody else is a six shooter. That's so true. You know, I tried to make that joke once about like, you know, the, the scaling of things with you on an Instagram post and nobody got it because like they didn't realize. Like, so... Eric was playing a, a tiny ukulele in the picture, and I just wrote as a caption, Eric playing my acoustic with like a regular size guitar, <laughs> and nobody got it because they just really no thought one. that's what it looks like when you play <laughs> an acoustic guitar. So <laughs> that was in Jonesy's basement. Oh, that was oh, in yeah. Jonesy's basement. That's when the three of us started a band, like a, like a side band for an hour and a half. <laughs> that was the shortest lived band we've ever had. <laughs> That was a that was a great day. It was a good day. It was a fun day. We have fun together. <laughs> we really do. I like you guys. I appreciate all three of you. Yeah, me too, man. If you guys wonder why I said I appreciate all three of you, I, I was talking to Layla as well, who's uh who's hanging out in the studio with us right now. Always. I she's think she's bestest. sleeping. So Layla goes through the same exact phases of annoying us during the show. It starts with she wants everyone to pet her, so she whines at us. Then she scratches herself a lot, and it makes her collar jingle in the background. And then she falls asleep, and that's like the good, like the good part. But then at, within the next 10 to 15 minutes, she'll start dreaming, and she always dreams that she's running. So she just starts kicking her legs and going... Burr, 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 burr. So if you guys hear that in the background, um, now you know. Oh, oh Layla's a good dog. Layla just st- stink-eyed me. Did you see that? She knows I'm talking about her. She's <laughs> like, look, you see her? She's stink-eyeing me. All right, we'll awesome. leave her alone before she wakes up. All right, all right. Sorry, Layla. So we got a good show tonight. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback and a lot of Ask Us Anythings. I'm ready to just dive in. Let's do this. I'm a, yeah, let's. Uh, so what are we hitting first? Oh, t- sure. We got to do feedback loop. Come on. Feed, feed, feed for feedback loop. Wow, we're we're professionals. We really are professionals. We're, we're professionals. We really are. You say it best in that yeah. song every it's week. True. It's true. So Jonesy, I think we decided last week that you're going to read all the feedback. It wasn't necessarily us. It was the fa- every single fan <laughs> that requests more of his voice. They're like every single week, we get feedback that basically, in a nutshell, is like specifically. They sometimes would be like, we need more Jonesy, but when they do call out me and you, Eric, they call out me. They're like, Pomp, stop talking as much. So, um, you know, what the audience wants, the audience gets. I'm just going to sit here and drink my beer while Jonesy reads us the feedback loop. I just don't get why everyone wants to hear my, my voice. Because like, it sounds angelic? 
No, like the sound of it might be good, but the content's not there. Like there's nothing about what I'm talking about. I see that's time. where you're wrong though. You may think that, but everyone else disagrees with you. Yeah, you're I solid gold, dude. I don't you know. You really are. The the audience is ridiculous. If your voice <laughs> was a food, it would be butter. Mine would be curdled milk. Wow. Eric's would be um All right, before I say that, uh Tonight, Pomp told me that I sound like an up-and-coming hip-hop artist. Weirdest weirdest comparison I think I've ever received in my life. And it made more sense in context. No, it didn't, There was actually. no that context. So Eric goes, oh, you know, I've been fighting this head cold. It's, it's killing me. And I was like, yeah, but it makes your fo- voice sound really nice. And you're like, really? And I go, yeah, you, you sound like a, like a hip-hop artist, like an up-and-coming up and up and hip-hop artist. No idea what you meant. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I'm like, I don't know. It just, it's just a thing. It's better than being a washed up on the decline hip hop artist. I guess so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like you're not, you know, positive K still trying to, <laughs> yeah. you know, make it work. You know, I got a man. You know, 2020 remix, <laughs> doing the own the chick voice in your own song. <laughs> that's, that's how did he sound so much like a girl? I think I had a crush on the girl rapper, and I got a man until I found out it was just positive K. So good. Did you know that the the guy in Salt and Pepper Shoop is actually Pepper? What? No way. He's messing with us. Yeah, I just made that up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew it. Damn, man. I'm not falling into a Jonesy trap this week. That's cra- Imagine that was true, though. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. All right, let's start this feedback loop off. Uh, the first one comes from my fabulous fiance, Terry. She says she never sees any polls when she checks the page. Am I missing them? I have opinions, too. Okay. Uh, she means checking. Uh, is she checking Instagram or is she going to like Facebook? Like, Where is she going? Yeah, I honestly don't know where she goes, and I don't know how often she uses Instagram. For anyone who doesn't know how to add to the feedback loop or ask us anything, which, I mean, I can't imagine. Oh, there's got to be somebody, right? Uh, it's in our <laughs> Instagram story. Just click it whenever it pops up. Yeah, and- it's not posts. It's in the story. Yeah, our posts stink. I can't. <laughs> Like I, I'm not going to lie. Like We're not good at posting on Instagram, but we're awesome at stories. Yes. I wish we there was just an app that was just stories. Is that called Snapchat? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> but either way, we're really good at Instagram stories. Um, well, actually, me and Eric are really good at it. Jonesy refuses <laughs> to help out on the Instagram. He's too cool. I think because he's the talent, he knows he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't really have to. No, I really, this is the honest truth. I'm going to break something if I touch it. I don't think so. It's, it's going to have, it's going to be dessert for dinner Listen, by the time I'm done with it. And I have zero problem. You work on the production pieces. We will handle the gram. Yeah, we do the gram. You just keep that velvety voice velvety. There's no need for three <laughs> sets of sausage fingers trying to respond to messages <laughs> on the dinner for dessert Instagram page. I agree. And sometimes me and Pop will be on responding to like the same question together. Yeah. And, and we it, have to like dash our names at the like, end of each one. This is Pop, by the way. And it's funny because everyone could always tell which yeah, one no, of I us. I knew that already. I knew that. Like they could tell our tone by our, by our texts, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, so anyways, it's it's just the Instagram story. Just click it. The podcast we, is called Dinner for Dessert. Yeah. <laughs> so go to that. Look at. Make sure you're looking at the right podcast Instagram. And page. just do, do whatever it tells you to do. You know, if there's a poll, click the button. If, if, if there's an area for you to write in something, just click it and write in something. All right. So now we should see triple the amount of feedback next week. So let's, let's do it. Nice. A little, crash, little crash course for those of you who didn't know. Right. Did you guys notice I put um, like puzzle questions on the on the inst- uh, instagram stories did you guys see that oh i hate those so i just completely ignored them 
Well, um, one of them, like, everyone did great. Another one, eh, literally everyone tanked. I love it. Only one person got it right, and I'm pretty sure it was a bot. <laughs> Xavier? It was, it was Xavier top floor. Yeah, he's the only one that got it right. <laughs> well, good job, 100% to you, Xavier. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Tommy. He's listening to the newest episode. Eric, if you like gnocchi, go to Gnocchiria by Luzos. Lower East Side, all they serve is different types of gnocchi, and it's absolutely incredible. So he actually followed this up with sending pictures of the plates uh, him and his friends have had there. Yeah. He said the place is unreal. He said it's got a small amount of tables. I guess call and make a reservation. Everything looked incredible. He doesn't even live in New York, and I think he said something. He's been there like three times over the last three months. Oh, wow. So I love gnocchi. When we were younger, so my grandma used to always make homemade gnocchi and it was like the cool, it was like the coolest thing to watch like she would she would yep. like flatten out the the dough like the the Flou- pasta dough flour the table you flour the table then she would put like little balls of i guess mashed mashed potatoes in like little dollops i never used the word dollop in yeah. the podcast before that was fun dollop's a good word it's a good word dollop i only like, really use it with sour cream you know how there's like bad words that people hate like moist and panties <laughs> and che- i hate cheese i think the word cheese and beef but like then there's like really nice words and dollop is one of the nice words. Eric, that's the most I've ever seen you laugh at one of my jokes. I'm so proud of myself right now. I feel like we had peak friendship right there. Eric's laughing so hard he had to like move the microphone away. This is awesome. Uh, so anyway, you got bad words like moist and panties. Um, what are some other bad We're words? We're going to lose our entire female demographic. I think beef and cheese, especially when you say them together, are worse than moist panties. <laughs> oh, my God. I meant moist and panties. Now, now that's awkward. I crossed the line. <laughs> Look at Jones' face. He's like, uh, well, now I lost my fiance because of that. And what's funny is this all started with your grandma making yucky. <laughs> oh, my God. In the same story about my grandma's yucky, I used the word moist and... Oh, God. I'm going to stop talking. All right. So, anyway... <laughs> So she would make the gnocchi, like homemade, like little dollops of mashed potatoes. And then she, you would use like a pizza cutter to make like squares. And then you would like you know, make little like dumplings, like roll them into like little, little gnocchis. But you, no one ever ordered gnocchi at a restaurant at that time. It became popular recently, probably in the last like five to ten years. Um, I mean, I've always gotten them at Parkside in Corona, which is like my favorite Italian restaurant. Yeah, well, that's like because it's like yeah, super yeah, like... They, and they yeah. make them homemade there. It's a totally... It's a game changer. Yeah, but like just... I don't think like the average American no. going out for Italian food is getting gnocchi. They back in the day, like when we were kids, it was like I you went and got it, chicken parm. Yeah, I do see it more on the menu now at places, and I try it every now and then, like a gnocchi bolognese or something like that. But it's always that um that like store bought gnocchi with like the four lines in it. Like it's always the same exact brand. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. It's still good. It's but just... I'm a spoiled kid who grew up with his grandma making homemade, and now my sister following suit and making that recipe at home. That's oh, awesome. Next time she does, I'll bring you each a bowl because it's awesome. You can't say no to gnocchi. <laughs> so, it real, should be called yes key. Real, you know quick, what I'm saying, real quick story. Yes key. Um, snaps, snaps Bistro. It's in Wanto and Rockville Center. There's two of them. On the menu, they have a, a gnocchi appetizer. So we went there to eat one. I went with my mother, my sister, my sister's three kids. And my mother ordered uh, the gnocchi. And the girl kept going, gnocchi? And my mother would be like, yeah, the gnocchi. And the girl was like, gnocchi. My mother was like, Gnocchi. Yeah, there's a G they in there. They battled like this dumb girl and my mother who, you know. Is Italian. And speaks the language fluently. Yeah. Is arguing. <laughs> my mother just keeps going, gnocchi. <laughs> <sighs> 
Now the kids want to name every pet we get Noki. <laughs> Noki. Uh, sister of Loki. Yes. <laughs> I want to tell you guys something. I don't know if I want to own up to this, but I didn't ever have Noki until maybe two years ago. Wow. See, but, that, I, but that I proves get it. my that that's, it, yeah. there goes my point, and that's normal because you didn't grow up in like a super Italian. Yep. Oh no, my my grandmother definitely is, and I had every other thing but that. That's weird. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. How did you how you skip the gnocchi? <laughs> it's this. So it was good. just you know what, man. My my grandmother just didn't make that. <laughs> the most fillings of the filling of the pastas. It is you, there is a thing where like I think families get into a habit of doing the same kind of dishes over and over, especially when it's not a special event, like just when it's just dinner. You yeah. know? Like my mom made well, we all anyone who, who who I grew up with and has been to my my parents' house knows this. My mom made chicken cutlets probably three times a week. Yeah. And then once a week she would make London broil. And it was so bad. And I st- like I love my mom, and she's a good cook, but she does not know how to make steak. Well, it's not steak is simple to prepare for the most part. London broils are a different breed. They're impossible. Ha- they're not impossible. We've we've they're close we've to figured it. Figured it out in my house, and now have beautifully tender London broils every time. Really, yeah. I can't. My I can't. I used tell to you. hate them growing up. It was like it's like leather. If it's cooked wrong, it's like leather. Yeah. Now there's a process we do. We we really tenderize it. Um, for like, over like overnight, like tenderize it, uh, put it in a Ziploc bag with whatever we need. Next day, tenderize again, and like just really, really hammer it out, and it, it makes it, a difference. It's got it. Like I don't know what cut of meat. It's the worst cut. Yeah, it's got to be right. It's, it's very lean, and the what people didn't realize back in the day is that it doesn't need to be cooked as much as people did. Like, my grandmother would make horrible pot roast out of it, and it was like, yeah. she would leave it in the oven for like 10 hours. It's like, dude, like, that needs to be seared. Put in the oven for like yep. 30 minutes. I think that was a problem, too, in my house. My Like, she's like, oh, no, it's still pink in the middle. Like, it's supposed to be pink in yeah, the middle. That was the same problem with, with us with London World, too. But now we're on a, like, I've taught my mother how to cook it since then, and she makes a perfect one every time now. I think we should start a cooking show. I don't know never, why I we're never doing use London broil. <laughs> and I think we should stop with this podcast and just do a, a, a YouTube cooking channel. Mint. I would love to do that, man. I love cooking. It's like my favorite thing right now. Yeah. You do send us pics of your awesome food a lot. I got to make you guys food, though. Like, I never bring it by. I got to do that. Speaking of awesome food, your brother had a, a weird feedback. Oh, yeah. So my brother, Alex Jones, uh, th- simply writes 3D Doritos. He messaged us that on Instagram, and I just have no idea what he meant. Uh, wait, that's his feedback. That was that, he wrote that to us on Instagram, just by itself. Three D Doritos. Are those the Doritos that are um, like puffed up in the middle? Yeah, like I know what they are. I have no idea why he wrote it. Maybe he loves them. Yeah, but he didn't say that. Or maybe he just wanted us to give our hot take on on how we feel about three D Doritos. Yeah, but it wasn't under the Ask Us Anything. What if you took a 3D Dorito and then like poked a tiny little hole in it and then squeezed in Cheese Whiz? So it's like a like a Boston cream donut Dorito. You know what I mean? Like a cheese a Cheese Whiz filled 3D Dorito. Eric, uh, if you hit that space bar on the the <laughs> computer, it'll stop this recording and we can go do that. Yeah, because that sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think we invented something. So there you go, Alex Jones. That is our feedback to your feedback. <laughs> we just made the 3D Dorito better. We're going to make a Boston cream style cheese whiz 3D Dorito. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> it was awesome, though. <laughs> All right. Next one comes from Carrie. Uh, she says... You said that with disdain for some reason. You're like, <laughs> so it comes from Carrie. I think you need to redo it with uh, with some, uh, some, some love. Yeah. 
This one comes from Carrie. Much better. She writes, is there some Tom's River joke I don't know about? Ha ha ha. If I didn't live 15 minutes from it, I never would have known it existed. So we said something. We brought up like um, the Little League team, I think, on last week's episode. Oh, for Tom's River. Yeah, I mean, they win the national championship for Little League baseball so when every she, year. When she asked, she asked this question not to, on today's like poll, but she actually just asked it during like when she listened to the episode. And I wrote back, and I was like, oh, the Little League team. And she's like, but what about it? And I was like, oh, well, in like, it was like 98 or something. Yeah. I was like, they were they won the, the they were the best Little League team in the entire galaxy. I think they won the whole World they Series. They won the Little League World Series. Yeah. Which is, to explain for anybody who doesn't get this, if you watched ESPN back in the day, like anywhere between like 95 and 2010, like they were the only Little League team that existed. Yeah. Yeah, they were always on ESPN. So, so if, if that's not a thing you did, then you probably don't know what we're talking but about. But that's the only reason I know that town exists. See, here here comes Layla's uh, dream about sleep. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, watching it. I'm dream watching about it. running. Um, yeah, so Tom's River. They, they're uh, big into Little League Baseball. No pro baseball, though. No. They, they hit puberty, and they just... <laughs> it all goes to crap, so... It was either you got one awesome little league team or no major league team at all. Okay, fair enough. Fair. There is no major league baseball team in New Jersey, guys. No. There's no major league basketball team either. Or they had the Nets. They lost them. So they don't have football either. I mean, if you I want mean, to count the Jets and They Giants. host the Jets and Giants of New York. That's only, yeah. The stadium's in New Jersey, but they're the New York Jets. It's like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. What's Anaheim? Orange County? Yeah, it is. Jones knows everything. Do you ever think about uh, the Los Angeles Angels, like, translates to the, the Angels, Angels? Isn't that weird? The, the, the Angels. Angels. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the Angels, Angels. Yeah. Jones, <laughs> the Los Angeles Angels is the the Angels Angels. What's blowing my mind about this is that we know who Tom's River Little League is, but you never heard that before? No. <laughs> Jones, I'm a very deprived child. As we all know, I grew up in Nazi Germany, and I've never seen The Lion King or Bambi. I don't think you're deprived. I think you just you got too much of some stuff and not enough of other stuff. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not balanced. Yeah. I'm not like a normal human. And neither is uh, Eric, though. So that's why, you know, Eric, that's why, like, me and you. That's we're it, like, bud. We're, you know, we're like peanut butter and, uh, and I don't know. Jam? Fly, and jam. We're peanut butter and marmalade. <laughs> yes. So, Or as Christina Aguilera would say, marmalade. Yeah. Jones, you really liked your marmalade song. That was, that was so out of left field. I love it. Uh, Carrie also says, giving feedback as, as I listen to Friday's episode, I'm counting how many times Pompa said egregious so far. <laughs> awesome. What was I talking about that I said egregious? No idea. That is a good word, though. It's a good word. Yeah, I didn't, that didn't register to me either. I, I mean, I guess he said a lot. It's a good word. I mean, phenomenal. Is my other word I say a lot. Fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I'll never be able to do that again. No. Like, that was pure natural, like, excitement. It was great. It was great. 
She also writes uh, chocolate-covered peanut butter pretzels at Trader Joe's. Uh, I don't know what this move is. The, it's like the OK sign. I believe the OK sign is now like no bueno because it's, apparently it's a sign of white supremacy. So. Yeah, I don't know who inv- who made that. Up. Yeah, you can't just steal a sign. Like we've been using that sign to be like, hey, everything's OK. Or and also, me and your brother have been playing yeah, the punch game since tour in like oh one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, this is like, you know, that's crazy. Like, one day, like, a, a picture is going to surface of you doing the catching like Tom the punch Luka. game, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, Eric is uh, Eric from Dinner for Desserts, a white supremacist. <laughs> Damn. Damn it, man. But anyway, chocolate covered peanut butter pretzels. They th- I mean, how could it not be good? It's a snack from Trader Joe's, it has peanut butter in it. So, I hadn't been to Trader Joe's in a very long time up until like two days ago because my wife usually goes food shopping during the day when I'm in the office. And um, so, I only know the good stuff at Trader Joe's that she picks out. Last night, I went to Trader Joe's to pick up some stuff. Oh, no. Oh, my God. There is so much good stuff that I had no idea about. I was like a kid in a candy store last night. I got... Like, I got all the desserts. Yeah, I got all the desserts. It's a good place. I got the mochi ice cream, the green tea. Oh, yeah. But I also got the hold the cone, the little mini. Yes, it's like sir. A, a vanilla ice cream cone with chocolate. Oh, I haven't bonnet. had those in so long. They're so good. Oh. Um, so Trader Joe's is awesome. And then, as if that wasn't awesome enough, we went to Costco today. So I took off from work today. And we went to Costco. I haven't been to Costco in probably two years. It's Holy shnikes. Yeah. Costco's the greatest place on earth. Yeah. We're walking through and like uh, my wife's like, oh, let's, we got to go to the produce aisle. We got to get a bunch of vegetables and, and, and fruits. I'm like, oh, awesome. As we're walking down like the, the, the fruits section, I look to my left and there's just like, like economy sized bags of chocolate croissants. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. You're telling me that you've been coming to Costco and shopping for the house and not getting chocolate croissants this whole time? You know, like it blew my mind that they have chocolate croissants in like an economy bag. And she's like, and she looks at me. She's like, if you think that's awesome, like just wait. <laughs> and we, oh my god, do they have beer there? I didn't know they had beer at Costco. Everything. They have everything. You could buy a TV. Yeah, bro. Literally everything. You could buy. Um, they have a my MacBook favorite. Pro and a TV and chocolate croissants yeah, at Costco. They have my favorite tzatziki sauce. Weird enough, they have. <laughs> they had a platter of croissant like sandwiches. Like it was like like oh ham and cheese on a croissant on a chocolate Sorry, croissant. Drag, oh my god, that would be awesome! But like a platter, just for thirty bucks, you could get you could like host a party. Like if you guys want to like cater in, one for tonight. If you guys want to cater in like a business brunch with all of our like sponsors from dinner for dessert, like I could just go to Costco and get the croissant sandwiches for thirty bucks, and it'll look like we got it catered for like for real. Wow, Costco man! Maybe we'll use them for the live show. <laughs> just saying. We should get catered by, Costco. catered by Costco, dude. I had no idea, and I looked at my wife. I'm like. You've known all this stuff is here all this time, and you never get any of this. She's like, Chris, like we're gonna like no, we can't. We got to be healthy. I'm like, but <laughs> but they're chocolate croissants in a huge bag. There's a whole bag of them. Anyway, all right, sorry. All right, she had one more thing to say. Uh, she also says totally random, but I feel like TCBY needs to be talked about. Does anyone remember the shivers? LOL. So funny enough, we like literally brought up TCBY the other day in a conversation. I thought it was on air, but I guess not. 
I think like probably 70% of our audience has no idea what that is. It used it was like the original Froyo shop. It was the country's best yogurt, aka TCBY. We had one in our town growing up. Say that again. What's it? What was it? The country's best yogurt. Is that what it stands for? Yeah. Yeah. I love when you learn stuff. Wow. I hope other people just learned that too. The country's best yogurt. Or the. The. I like the. Is it the? The country's best. No, it's the country's best yogurt. The country. Uh, I think it's the country. It's the. Anyway, the place ruled. They had a cheesecake flavored yogurt, which was awesome. They were ahead of their time. (laughs) They were. And we had one in our town, which was great. Near our, like one of the places, one of like the shopping centers we hung out at. I feel like if Froyo, I don't know anything about the history of Fro- frozen yogurt, but if I were a betting man, I'd say it probably originated in Long Island. They were before your red mangoes and your pink berries and your swirls and twirls and all that jazz. They were, they were the they they steered this nation to the love of Froyo. What? Is, would that be a crazy guess to say it probably the frozen yogurt craze started in Long Island? No, and I'm sticking to it. It's either I'm actually going to stamp that right now. Yeah, I, I don't care if we get fact checked next week. Nope, I, we're just going to not read it on the air. I don't know if it's I don't know if it started here. It's called propaganda, ladies and gentlemen. We got the mics. We only tell you the news that we want you to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it started here, but it definitely started with TCBY. Yeah. Like I feel like I heard like commercials for them in like 1985. Yeah, I'm gonna even take it one step further. I bet you frozen yogurt started in the mall scene of the 80s in Long Island or maybe L.A. Wow. Or what's the the Valley? I don't know what that county is called, but the one that the Valley girls are from, <laughs> the San Fernando Valley. Say that one, San Francisco Valley. Like those people probably the Ohio the Valley, the Ohio <laughs> Valley, the Frankie Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. Next one comes from Chef Ben. No one asked me, but I feel very strongly about my favorite smell. <laughs> In 2003 or 2004, Victoria's Secret had the body spray called Love Spell. I have never been more attracted to a woman when they are wearing that scent. Since they remade it a few years ago and they jazzed it up by adding too much citrus, but the original was amazing. Fair enough. Hey, you know what? Sometimes, like, a, there's a smell that just, you know. And listen, we don't have to specifically come out and ask you guys. If there's, like, a segment we do where we're talking about, like, one of our favorite scents, or that's what it was last week. It was your favorite scent. Yeah. And you want to throw one in? Throw it in. We'll gladly read it the next week. We will read whatever. We'll talk about whatever you guys <laughs> want us to talk about. <laughs> bring, it, bring it on. Yeah. I mean, I've never smelled Love Spell, but maybe I have and just didn't know it had a name. I have always been a sucker for a good a good smell. And, totally, uh, totally. Uh, and lady. if you feel that strong about it, Ben, I'm sure it's a delicious scent. A hundred percent. I do want to go smell that. <laughs> Is that very often that someone seriously says what you just said? I would like to get in my car and go somewhere to smell that. Yeah, you guys want to go out tonight? We'll go. Uh, we'll go to Vicky's Secret and uh, we'll go smell that. <laughs> I, I've never left my house to smell anything specifically. No, that's like bro. A you guys got to get here and smell this. <laughs> you, got, you got to smell this gnocchi. <laughs> you want to eat it? No, just smell it, man. <laughs> the odor. <laughs> Uh, this one comes from Mike Arnone. Oh, cool. It only took two minutes and 47 seconds in the year 2020 
for Pump to totally crap on Jones as he interrupts him disrespectfully. <laughs> All right. All right. I know there's like this whole phenomenon. There's like an uprising. I would call it a rebellion by the listeners where they're all very much defending Jonesy and say that I interrupt him a lot. Uh, I want to play back the audio tape from last week because while technically I did interrupt him like verbally, I was in the middle of a bit when he was about to change the subject. So I brought him back onto our bit. I want to play back the audio clip and I want you guys to tell me, do you think I was rude or if it was just a normal way to keep the bit going in a certain direction. I'm so excited for this. Let's hear it. All right, hit it. I mean, if you commit tomfoolery, the tomfoolers? Yes, yes, I do. Most feared gang on the East Coast. Oh my God, the tomfoolers. Did I ever tell you guys about? Try the- saying that, Jonesy. <laughs> tomfoolers. How's it, how's it feel on your on your on your on your lips? It's making you cough. <laughs> I don't like it. Dude. I don't like it. Okay, so so much to say about this clip. I think this is very important that we, we break this down. Um, one, if you notice, Eric, you interrupt me, but I just go with it. it. When we start, I was in the middle of saying something, and you asked me a question while I was talking, and then I just answered your question. Then we're, we're talking about the name Tom Foolerers and, what, and whatnot, and then Jonesy was about to tell another story. So I was like, what do you think, Jonesy, to like bring him back in? So I, it's not that I interrupted him like in a dismissive way, if I interrupted you, Jonesy, to talk to Eric, it would be different. But I interrupted you to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm not the one that has a problem with this. Yeah. So Mike also says, literally in the middle of talking, and he disregards Michael's freedom of speechery. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm innocent in this one. There's been other times when I'm sure I've done it, and it's not on purpose. It's because I may have, you know. Very heavy attention deficit <laughs> hyperactivity disorder, which causes me to sometimes not pay attention well when other people are speaking. But this time I feel like I'm in the clear. Well, I feel like uh, you know the, the well, audio tape um, clears my name. Well, Mike Arnone doesn't feel that way because he says, you want my feedback? Be a human, Pomp. Jesus, Mary, <laughs> Jesus, Mary, Casey, and JoJo. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. He actually had one more. Oh, God, it's still about me? He says, I can't even resume the episode. I'm so crazed right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't realize he went back to back to back to back. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Jonesy, I didn't do it on purpose. Um, I was just doing a stupid bit where it it eventually landed on us starting a uh, daycare called the Hootenannies. And so I'm sorry. I was very committed to the bit. And I apologize if if I talked over you. Oh, no, that's okay. What I was probably going to say was super dumb. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say about it, and that's the end-all, be-all. Like, it in a vacuum, sure. Like, I get interrupted. Oh, man. I get interrupted. All, I deserve to get interrupted. I get right interrupted now. by my tongue all the time. <laughs> I get interrupted on the show all the time. It's it's all right. It doesn't bother me. Uh, also, uh, I got to say that the audience wanting to hear more of me that's that's a bad idea guys because <laughs> this show will flounder if i'm left to speak for an hour straight i don't know do we like do do you interrupt them never it's always me yeah do i interrupt you uh i don't know somebody out there is gonna have to let me know do you interrupt you interrupt me sometimes never 
Damn, I cursed, didn't I? Oh, you did at uh, thirty-nine thirty. Uh, I was on a streak too of not of not. Remember uh, that number thirty-nine thirty. Thirty-nine thirty. Got to go back and uh, a center. All right, what else we got? Yeah. Anyways, we're we're all good with that. Uh, Mike, just keep listening. <laughs> Steve says, "Dude, good jobs on the episodes lately. Very entertaining." Now, Thanks, I'm, Steve. I'm not sure if a bot took over his account. <laughs> <laughs> or if that was just him. <laughs> no, actually, that was a text message, so that was definitely him. Uh, Steve also says that he wants to set up a GoFundMe for a DFD live show and say all proceeds go to charity for the Church of Pompafarianism. <laughs> Pompafarian? Someone should do that. <laughs> I love how he says, I want to set up a GoFundMe for the live show. <laughs> and then he ends the statement with, someone should do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate move. <laughs> all, all I have to say is whenever, you know, I get feedback from, from a mic or known <laughs> telling me how horrible of a human I am, there's a Steve out there to make me feel good again. So thank you, Steve. We love you. We appreciate you. Mike, I, I love you too, but you know, <laughs> it cuts deep this week, man. It cuts deep. <laughs> he also ripped on you a lot this week for Fortnite playing. Oh, my God. It's been a bad week between me and Mike, but uh, I still love you. <laughs> Lucy says, my boss was just telling me how he was at the bar the other night in Bellport. I don't know why that's important. And went up to the board to play quick draw. And guess who was standing at the bar? Poop faced. Cuba Gooding Jr. That's why the town was important, because he lives near us. Wait. The Cubes? Yes. The one and only. Lawsuit against us, Cuba Gooding Jr. The man we've been battling in court for the last, I don't know, year and a half. Mr. Cease and Desist himself. Wow, he lives like a hop, skip, and maybe a jump away. Yeah, yeah. A stone's throw. <laughs> there are a lot of celebrities that live around here, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And who are from around here. We probably, our area it probably produces more <laughs> celebrities. We do a lot of stuff here, man. We're taking credit for a lot of things. I'm just going to say, let's just rattle it off. We invented frozen yogurt. Fact. We invented islands. Fact. The first island ever. Uh, we invented um, the entertainment industry. 100% fact. Every single famous actor ever grew up on Long Island. Yep. Every and single one of them. Every kid on the Tom's River Little League team was born and, and raised on Long Island before they moved there. Uh, th- that's where they got all their training. So it's kind of like when the Cleveland Browns were terrible, but then Bill Belichick took them over and like whipped the team into shape and then they moved them to Baltimore. Yes. Fired Bill Belichick and then they became as as the Ravens, they won the Super Bowl. Like that's basically the Long Island uh Little League team just moved to Tom's River and won the World Series. So, Fact. Um every rapper ever is from Long Island. Like yeah. literally every single one, except for one, uh Tupac. He's from New Jersey. You yes. guys could have him. N E W Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's from Tom's River. <laughs> I think he's from Tom's River. He was on the Little League team. I don't, I don't know if I want to. This is my favorite new bit. What? Just saying, <laughs> like making up egregious lies and saying the word egregious? Just saying egregious. That's three times in like eight seconds. Wow. That was just for Kerry. <laughs> like very, very, very much. Pont making a crazy claim and then Eric saying fact. <laughs> <laughs> that is, this is my this is my favorite bit. It's like an Adam Lass. He's like, did we give up when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> The Germans. Ah, just let him go. Let him, let him go. <laughs> He's rolling. <laughs> All right. So we didn't invent um, frozen yogurt, maybe. 
But, no, we totally do. But we do, do have a lot of celebrities. Even in our like small vicinity, we have like Jim Brewer. Um, Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> Billy Crystal grew up around the block from where we're sitting right now. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Yep. Pub- Sh- uh, Shaggy. Shaggy? Yeah, he lives in the Valley Stream. The Valley Stream, bro. Shaggy, the reggae star? Yeah. He's not even Jamaican? Mr. Boombastic? Mr. Boombastic is from... <laughs> Valley Stream? Yes. Where did the accent come from? Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi, yeah, that's a good one. Public Enemy. Um, um, De La Soul. Mob Deep. Mob Deep, yeah. Robert well, Jadakiss. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. That That's a lie. No, he's from the Hamptons. Well, he <laughs> might live there now. <laughs> no, that's where he's from. Isn't he like an L.A. dude? Isn't his, Isn't Robert Downey Jr.'s dad a... He was a movie director, but he he directed out of New York. Yeah. And before Morton Downey Jr. moved to New Orleans, he was from Long Island originally. Wait, so Morton Downey Jr. had a kid named Robert Downey Jr.? No. Because how did the, you don't get juniored that way? How do you. Morton Downey Jr. is a completely different guy. Oh, so Robert Downey Jr.'s dad's just named Robert Downey. Yes, and Morton Downey Jr.'s dad is named Morton Downey. Okay, just. Okay. Wow, I went totally <laughs> off the rails there. Sorry, guys. No relation. Maybe cousins? Uh, I don't think so, but it's still kind of weird that we have two celebs in our lifetime that have the... Downey Jr. <laughs> Downey Jr., yeah. Not as um, awesome as Gooding Jr., but whatever. No. All right, what else we got? We have uh, Professor Charlie says he was totes wrong about Mochi. I had never heard of it. <laughs> Remember, he was the only one that chose the, the how to pronounce... Mochi as Moki, he and we was. questioned ourselves because he said it that way. It oh. was we put it Mochi or Moki. It's like everyone said Mochi except for Charlie, but Charlie <laughs> happens to be the smartest person we know. So we're like, oh crap, yep, we're all wrong. There was no way that we could have been right against Charlie, but apparently we were. Yeah, I actually Googled it. It's Mochi. Oh, it's Mochi. I, uh, it's Japanese. I, if you I, guys wonder, I Alta Vista it. Yeah, you know, sometimes I just throw in a good info seek just to see <laughs> see what comes up. All right, what's next? Our pal Pimp says, kudos to Jonesy for getting two production pieces done. I miss trivia, though. I think you guys should bring it back. It doesn't need to be every episode, but throw it back in the mix. I've been walking around the house. Oh, this is completely unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) Pause. (laughs) Dramatic pause. Next topic. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with him. Trivia is fun, but we can't do that all the time, though. No, but... Uh, because it's requested next week, I will have a trivia ready for both of you. Ooh, awesome. awesome! It's been a while. Yeah, it has I do. Been. I, it has been. It's it's time. So you, you know what I love about jo- uh, Pimpsy Pimpsky? <laughs> I don't know what I just said. What I love about Pimpsky, he's the only one that gives us actual like constructive feedback. <laughs> yes. Like that. The when we invented the feedback loop, uh, when we first rebooted Dinner for Dessert with this new format, the feedback loop was designed to be, "Hey, tell us how we can make the show better." Like. For real, like actually tell us, hey, you know, that bit wasn't funny. <laughs> you know, you talk too much about X and no one knows what you're talking about. You guys mumble a lot, whatever. But it, the first week or two, it was actual constructive feedback, but it's devolved now into a completely different vibe. Pimpy brings it back to the original, you know, hey, guys, you should do these types of bits or whatever. So I think that's pretty cool. So thank you, Pimpy. Yes. He also adds that he's been walking around his house singing my recommendations show, show song for about two weeks. It's the best song ever. I'm not even kidding. It's the greatest Yeah, song. it is the best. 
you realize like that's your legacy. Like you're gonna die, and on yeah. your tombstone, it's just gonna say, "This is the part of the show." It's gonna be the link to that on SoundCloud. <laughs> Where we go six feet underground. Oh yeah. Oh, that's such a good funeral song. Yeah, it is. When I die, if you guys don't play the recommendation song, but like like morbidly with like random. Oh, I'll re-record it in like a minor key. Yes. <laughs> like really sad. Play it on like a huge church organ. Definitely, <laughs> definitely D minor because yeah. I, I feel like that's it's the saddest. saddest of all chords. Oh my God, it really is. Oh, oh God, my funeral's going to be so much fun. It's going to be the best. I can't wait. What? what? I, I mean, I, I, can, I can't. <laughs> well, I can wait. But like when it happens, oh, you guys better have a blast. Yeah, it's going to rule. <laughs> Jones, you, you promise you're going to play my funeral? I'm not going to be there. You got a thing that night? <laughs> no, and I'm definitely going before you. I don't know, man. You got a thing that night? I got a thing. Like, are you coming to my funeral? Uh, um, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm booked up. I'm booked solid that day. How do you know what day I'm going to die? <laughs> what do you, what do you well, know? I'm going to kill you. That's why I know what day you're going <laughs> to die. And I'm going to have to disappear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's not nice. That, that is would, not nice. That I was would, very mean, Jonesy. I would never kill my pals. Yeah, please don't kill me. You're one of my faves, Jonesy. Pimpy <laughs> uh, also says that he wants to be a guest on the show, and here's why he'd be a good guest. Oh, he actually gave reasons? Yeah. Uh, he says he's done a couple of live shows. He could provide some ideas for that and discuss it. He's got a cool story to tell us about. He got to be a guest on the first podcast that he ever listened to, and that he misses podcasting. <laughs> That's a, all good reasons. If You could have just literally said, I want to be a guest. And be like, okay. Yeah, but you know what? I appreciate that because other people have said they wanted to be guests but not presented a valid reason why they should be. That, he tried to, he put up a case as to why he should be, and I love that. Well, his biggest, his biggest case is that he's been a podcast host before. And when um, Pippi had his podcast, uh, that was when we were really starting to come into, like, figure it all out on our end, too. So, so we kind of came up together in the podcast casting game which is great i actually did uh, a guest bit on his show oh there you go so there's already been and they yeah. i think they've been on our show they brought me in as uh, i think it was it was we we're talking about the uh best picture nominees for the oscars that year oh, and i right. went on and i did a little uh a piece on each movie because i had watched them all they had a cool format they were called the ocho and yeah. um they basically did like the eight like top eight of things which i thought was a really cool idea yep um i think i was a guest on their very first show I think I was there for the whole show. I think I was. We did, I think they did their first show in our studio, actually. Yeah. I have pictures from it, like when we first set up the studio for this. Um, yeah, and Pippi is in with the um, Impractical Jokers guys, and yeah. he, I think he's done like a bunch of their stuff. Like he's been on their, t- I think on their podcast. What is the pod- Where's Larry podcast or the something? The Where's Larry yeah. podcast, yeah. It's a very cool. All right. Derek says that uh, we described The Witcher as everything Game of Thrones could have been, but wasn't. So he's about six episodes in, and it's not good. I keep waiting to like the main character. I like the hunchback turned hot witch. When she started drawing like a uterus on herself with magic after sex, I might have had to have drawn the line. I mean, look, here's the thing. If you didn't draw the line on Game of Thrones after the um, the redheaded witch, Melisandre, gave birth to a black cloud, then... I mean, this isn't like yeah that crazy. That's my whole thing. I mean, it's it's a fantasy. It's a yeah. it's, it's a fantasy. What's that called? Fan fan fantasy? What is that? What it's just called? That genre? Or it's not sci-fi, right? 
It's it's, it's just it's fantasy, right? Yeah, fantasy. The, yeah, fantasy shows. I mean, it's like they're sorcerers and stuff. So, Derek, we respect and you got great taste when it comes to movies and TV shows. But you're wrong here. But you might be wrong here. I mean, it is getting like rave reviews across the board. Like it, it's not like just this niche show that like the three of us randomly like it's yeah. like it's doing really well yeah and all the people who are like huge fans of the game that it's be- like based mostly off of, i mean it was like it was books first it was books and three video games yeah it was books but the video games are really what brought it to like the pop culture mm-hmm. um level that it's at the they're usually the first to hate on adaptations because they're like, oh, you're ruining like the essence of it for for Netflix or for whatever, and they were the first to be like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like, thank you for not screwing it up, Netflix. Yep. Like that, like go on a Reddit board and everyone will just be like, thank you for not screwing up The Witcher when you made it on Netflix. Yep. So, I I hear you, Derek. Not everyone has to like everything. It's all subjective. It's all that's what art is. Um, but I really enjoy the show. Absolutely, I, it, it moves faster than. Um, Game of Thrones. And oh, they, I, they actually close things off at the end of first season. Yeah, and it's also like I like the the vibe of it. Kind of has like it does this cool thing. If you notice that Game of Thrones definitely didn't do like every episode has like a quest. You know, like he goes on some sort of like quest, and that wraps up it all in one episode. But then it has like the overarching storyline for the entire season, kind of like a CSI or like Law and Order. You know. Mostly like CSI. <laughs> I that format works for me, man. Yeah, I like it. I like how one episode like has a conclusion, but it doesn't. You know, it doesn't completely just like stop, and then every yeah. episode starts over. I, th- I think it's perfect. I'm with you. So, All right. so that was the feedback loop. That was awesome. Are we doing uh, recommendations or ask us anything next? Uh, let's do recommendations. We'll do a quick one, and then we'll do ask us anything to close out the show. Sounds good. I'll never not love listening to that. That's so good. It makes me it, want to drink whiskey. Yeah. I think it's the marimbas. I think it's your velvety voice. Yeah. It's your Robert Goulet. <laughs> so good. All right. Let's do this. Jones, why don't you kick it off with yours, bro? Uh, I will recommend to you guys a movie that I saw a couple days ago mm-hmm. called Uncut Gems. Oh, you saw it. I did see it. I saw it in the theater even, which was awesome. Uh, stars Adam Sandler. Uh, a million people are in this movie. Idina Menzel's in it. Uh, from Long Island? From from Syosset, yeah. There you go. Uh, Judging Judd- my point that every entertainer <laughs> is from Long Island. Uh, Judd Hirsch. Uh, Long Island. I'm drawing a blank. There's so many people. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a movie about uh, Sandler is a, a jewel dealer in the city who has a major gambling problem. And it's just... Nothing goes right for this guy. He comes up with some money. Like he owes money all around town. Like loan sharks are looking to take him out, you know. And he'll 
grab money to pay this guy, and then he never pays anybody. Like he'll take money and then go gamble with it, and he'll lose. You know, but he keeps doing it, and then he he wins, he loses, he wins, he loses. He meets some people along the way. Uh, Kevin Garnett happens to come into his shop, and that starts pretty much like the crux of the whole movie. Garnett is like a major character in the movie. As he's playing Kevin Garnett, or he's an actor playing a different character? Nope, Kevin Garnett. Wow. It, it takes place in 2012 when the Celtics, Celtics. are playing the 76ers. Okay. Uh, it, this movie was, and I, I really had to think about it, because I, I loved it right off the bat. My fiance Terry, hated it. Hated it. Like, from Jump Street, hated it. And I think I know why. I think that she just can't get around Sandler and his goofy past. If you just look at him as like any other actor that could be substituted into that role, he did a great job. He's done a lot of serious roles where he's hit it out of the park. Yeah, I agree. People like he went through a phase where he he definitely pumped out some some garbage movies, but like those garbage movies are like had started to become his entire legacy, and people forgot that he's done a lot of cool, great acting absolutely in his time. And I've heard only good things about this. And, and Me too. It's a shame he got snubbed for the Oscars. Everyone was like, oh, you're definitely shooing for, for getting nominated for uh, best, best Actor. He didn't get it. He didn't get nominated. I thought he was awesome. He, he carried the movie on his shoulders. I mean, he's far and away like the most featured actor in the movie. Like kind of the, you know what it reminded me of actually was the Joker, right? How like Joaquin Phoenix is on screen like almost the entirety of the movie. How did you say his name? Yeah, can you please say that again? Uh, Hokeen Phoenix. It's not right. That's how I say it. Hokeen. <laughs> I totally am going to start calling him Hokeen. Have people called you Adams before? Because you just got like a little annoyed at us for asking. You actually were like, you know what, dude? Like, This is not the time and place <laughs> yeah, to correct my, na- my saying of his name. Look he gave us. It was like a re- legit frustration. <laughs> it's every time. And every time this guy is in a stupid movie, I, it's half, this, this happens. Did you just say River Phoenix's brother? (laughs) You know, Rain Phoenix's uh, sister, brother. Damn it. (laughs) When jokes go horribly wrong. What is happening? He's got a sister named Rain. He was in a movie called The Sister Brothers, wasn't he? Probably. Sounds sounds, uh, almost as good as Sister Sister, which was a great show. (laughs) Never knew how much I missed you. (laughs) Did you know that his real last name is not Phoenix? No. It's Bottom. Oh my God. It's Hokeen Bottom. Uh, Hokeen Bottom. Yeah, his his brother is River Bottom. River. That's not a joke. That's actually his name. Look it up. River Bottom and Hokeen Bottom. Yeah. How do you say it? Joaquin. Joaquin. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's how everyone should say it, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, also from Long Island. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, Long Island, New York. So, anyways, that dude who was in Joker, <laughs> right? It reminds me very much of this Adam Sandler in Udcut Gems character. I can't wait to see it. I really want to talk to you guys about it. Go see it. Also, the soundtrack is awesome because it's it's all that synthwave stuff that we like. Nice. The only thing I don't like about the movie. Uh, now, actually, you know what? I don't want to bring that up. I, I'll, I'll talk to you guys about it when you see it. Okay, fair enough. If I we should play a game where we'll say things that are completely not goofy and raunchy and then come up with a definition for them if i said eric what's it your urban dictionary definition of uncut gems what would you say um i'd probably say an uncircumcised wiener 
amen to that. Can we make this a bit? Where it's like, er, like on the spot Urban Dictionary. The doctor who invented the circumcision from Long Island. He really is. <laughs> Steve Briss. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly where Steve that should Briss. Oh. All right, so you had one more, Jones? Yeah, I'll be quick. I'm on this. Uh, I don't usually like to recommend other podcasts because we're the best we're the only ones we're from long island we're the originals we invented podcasting there's nobody better uh but this one guy he's a coming dude uh his name is joe rogan uh he's got a good podcast uh he had an episode air the other day with robert downey jr and so you didn't in your notes you just said downey jr and it could have been morton could have been morton i don't know if he's dead or not but just saying he's not dead morton downey jr is very dead is he? Oh, yeah. He's been dead a long, long time. Yeah? Yeah, he died like after WrestleMania 6. No, he didn't. Yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> no, he didn't. Like, he died in like the 1980s. He was doing the, um when the levee broke in New Orleans, he was doing all like the, the, the jazz shows like to raise money for it. Morton Downey is super dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's also from Long Island. He's definitely from Long Island. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was on Rogan the other day and... The beauty of the podcast is that you can talk about just about anything you want. Movies or books. Or TV shows or <laughs> things you bought from Amazon.com. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird to hear people like him in a position that he's in not coming on a, a talk show to promote a movie. And I mean, he did a little of it. He talked about that Doolittle movie, but not very much. Wah, wah. <laughs> that was just a money grab. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. But so it was, it was a good episode? Yeah, it was really cool. To, it's just a conversation between him and someone else. And you, when you think about it, like you really never hear like A-list celebrities do that. I mean, unless they go on a show like his. Yeah, like Rock, what Rockwell did. When Rockwell came on our show, Rockwell, the... Um, the A-list musician. <laughs> literally owned the 1980s yep. pop scene. Yep. Okay. So my recommendation for this week, uh, and, and actually, Derek, this one, I think you're going to like this. I know you didn't like my last recommendation for The Witcher, so um, Derek, I think you're going to like this one. Actually, you know who else might like this one? Professor Charlie. He's going to love it. You know who else likes this one? This guy. Yeah, Eric really likes this show, too. Um, so it's a show on HBO. It's called The Wire, <laughs> and season two specifically is fantastic i watched the whole thing i binged it uh over the last two nights um it's unbelievable the wire season two if you've seen the wire season one like it's got that same feel but it like introduces a whole new set of characters like outside of the projects those people are in it too like that whole that whole crew like all all the all, all the people from season one but now there's a whole new cast of characters uh, at the docks in Baltimore, and it's really cool. So The Wire Season 2, I binged it. It was amazing. Um, Derek, you should definitely check it out. Professor Charlie should check it out. Anyone on, who listens really should watch The Wire Season 2. Just saying. Agreed. Uh, my recommendation is a new HBO show called The Outsider. It stars Jason Bateman and Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, it's absolutely terrific. I believe it's based off a Stephen King novel. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a... Uh, a child is discovered murdered, beginning of the first episode, and it's the case that follows that. I believe it's directed by Jason Bateman as well. HBO aired two episodes last Sunday. It'll be on every Sunday night. It was terrific. That's about all I have to say about that. Nice. I'm definitely going to check it out. Guys, Morton Downey's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> well, 
I don't you said you. he died in the 80s, and 20 years ago was 2000, so. He died in 2001. No, he's been dead for 19 years. He is not. He's still alive. He's still alive. His father, Morton Downey, has been dead since 1985. Yes. There you go. He was the Irish Nightingale. <laughs> That's my recommendation for this week, guys. It's oh, Morton they- Downey Jr. and Dorney. <laughs> Urban Dictionary on the fly. On the fly, dude. How about the, what was it? He was the what, Nightingale? Irish. The Irish Nightingale. What's an Irish nightingale? No, you, we don't answer. To our listeners, yes. please send us on Instagram your Urban Dictionary def- definition of the Irish nightingale. Love it. Be creative. The Urban Nightingale. Is it urban? Or Irish. Irish. The Irish nightingale. No, no, I want the Urban Dictionary version of the Irish nightingale. Okay, fair enough. So I don't port, confuse I, them. I portmanteaued them, guys. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a, a good word. That is a really good word. All right, so we're going to, uh, yeah, so what are you ending on? Ask us anything, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. I forgot I have to talk on the mic. <laughs> that was so good, bro. You <laughs> talked to me straight <laughs> I on. Did. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, what's the thing you said? Uh, get it? No. Get it on? Uh, that it, <laughs> that it, <laughs> yo, that it. Man, I love that piece too. Yeah, it's good. It's good. That's an underrated one, but it's good. It doesn't have because it's not catchy, but it's it's um, atmospheric. It's a it's a good one. I feel like that that song was written in a mall in a nineteen eighty five version of the future. Does that make sense? Fair enough. Like not the actual future. No, I know. Exa- I know exactly. But the future as people in the '80s thought the future was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Anyways, uh, first ask <laughs> us anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a segue. <laughs> Are you going to read the question? Or, <laughs> yeah. Is your yeah. iPad frozen? Like, what's happening, Jonesy? <laughs> no, Me and Eric are stalling as best as we can. <laughs> first, Charlie says, "Who's your favorite lexicographer?" Uh, what's a lexicographer? Well, my favorite lexicographer is Eric Partridge. Ooh. I, I hope he's not yours. No, he's not. Um, he's a New Zealand-born English lexicographer, best known for his A Dictionary of Slang and Unconventional English from 1937. I appreciate him because he went the route of everyone else's you know, dictionaries was obviously the legitimate language but he went with the slang and i think that's pretty respectable i like it so now i understand what a lexicographer is and i'm going to tell you who mine is in two seconds because i forgot his name because you don't even know any and you're just googling a random guy you're a Um, cheater bro you're a cheater no hold on and i'm exposing you no well now that i know you guys didn't tell me what a lexicographer (laughs) was no the guy who wrote that book the fault in our stars you know what i'm talking about you ever read the book Fault in Our Stars? I didn't read it, but it's apparently a good book. I saw the movie. <laughs> okay, well, the guy wrote it. Something I forget his name. He has a, a channel, uh, a website called Mental Floss. Have you ever heard really? of Mental that Floss? Guy? Yeah, same guy. Wait, he's like 
a current dude? Yeah. Like he's, he's got he's mental alive? flaws. I just don't know his name. What the hell is his name? Anyway. <laughs> so he's a guy that works for mental flaws. He may not have founded it, but he, whatever. He does so many good articles on mental flaws about random um, words. That Remember that bit that we did like, I don't know, maybe a year ago, Eric, where we went through all those random slang words? Like Slabberdagulian? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got it from, from Mental Floss. What's his name? Is that him? John Green? John Green. That's his name. I got you, bro. John Green is my favorite I was trying to like cheat and show you my phone so I didn't have to be a part of that. And you could just be like, oh, I remembered it. It's John Green. But I, I appreciate you giving me the assist right there. I was but, trying, man. You know, I really was. <laughs> you know, I, I, I believe there should be no fourth wall in our podcast. <laughs> the world needs to know what's happening in here at all times. <laughs> Like Layla's licking her elbow. All right, so who's yours, Jones? Uh, mine is Francis Bacon. Nice. Francis Bacon lived from 1561 to April of 1626, so he was a big uh, presence on the internet. And he was the first <laughs> Viscount of St. Alban, uh, English philosopher, statesman, the Attorney General, the Lord Chancellor of England, Whoa. most known as the uh, developer of the scientific method. That's pretty awesome. That's great. Do you know where he was born? Uh, he was born. <coughs> no. Long Island. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Long Island, New York, England. That's right. It's very true. And by the way, Francis Bacon is like, if you took like a mobster and then made him like change his name to sound British, right? You know what I mean? Like his real name is Frankie Bacon, but like, that's Francis Bacon. <laughs> what what accent was that? That was British. Francis Bacon. That's, is that how British that's people sound? That's like Julia Child. <laughs> this is Francis Bacon. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that how British people sound? Yeah. Francis Bacon. This is me. I'm Francis Bacon. Oh, man. <laughs> this is my favorite episode of the show. Um, I really hope that the audience is all in with me for this being the best episode of the no, show they ever. stopped listening like 45 <laughs> minutes ago. Let's be honest. <laughs> Unless they're waiting for one of their questions to be answered. And yes, that's the only reason they made it this long. Like, whoever did the last question, that's the only person that's going to listen at the end. All right. <laughs> All right, so what else we got? Next one comes from Tommy. He says, okay, boys, what's your biggest dream or goal for your life? My biggest dream or goal for my life? Eric, you go first. I would just like this uh, podcast to be on a professional level where uh, we could actually, you know, get a little paid from it. Get a little paid. Maybe I wouldn't have to, you know, break my back so hard during the day. Yeah. If we had this to fall back on, and I ultimately I could do it more times a week. Yeah, and instead of. That, uh, would I, that would be the dream. Instead of last week where we, we dreamed about, you know, criming and being crimers, like we could we could be crime fighters because we could be billionaires like um, like Bruce Wayne and uh, become like vigilantes. So um, I would I would say my biggest dream or goal in life is probably um, I feel like I'm going to aim a little higher than Eric's. Eric's was like, hey, I want to make a couple of bucks off the podcast. Like that's like a that's like a possibility like we'll probably do that in like the next three months okay so let's aim a little higher i want us to be a media empire uh from music uh podcast tv show movies uh production studio basically want to um continue the legacy that long island already has and just bring um entertainment to the masses in every form 
So whether it's with my band, The Gold Coast, which, by the way, shout out to to The Gold Coast uh, bandmates. We are recording an EP this weekend, so um, I'm going to be away recording, so wish me luck. Um, nope. To, to Deciding Tonight, our old band will get us back together. Um, we'll do a YouTube cooking channel. Storaka talk like Julia Child. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So that right, would be my enough. biggest dream. Media empire. Jonesy? I would like to improve this podcast by making it a video podcast. Yeah, good call. I would definitely like to make a couple bucks off it, or at least for it to, like, break even or pay for itself, you know? This is literally, the question is, what is your biggest dream or goal for your life? And you guys are, like, given, like, a three-month goal. Yeah, but right now, that's my biggest. Okay, fine. Yeah, I have nothing really bigger. I mean, I kind of want to buy a house in the next year or two. Uh, like to go on a cruise again. <laughs> I'd love somebody to make me Velveeta shells and cheese for dinner, like, soon. That's a pretty good one. That's a nice one. Velveeta shells and cheese is delicious. I know. <laughs> Does it? Is, that's the one that comes with the brick of cheese, right? It comes with like that aluminum bag. It's like a. It's like a. A pouch. It's like an oozy cheese that yeah. comes in a pouch, ready for you to go. Have you ever just eaten that straight out of the pouch? No. No, I don't think I would try that either. It's like super concentrated cheese. Oh, I did. You did? Yeah. <laughs> what does oh. it taste like? Del- deliciousness. Can we do that? Testing Velveeta. Can we have like a? Can we just? It's have like a, the brick of Velveeta melted into a bag. Can we just? Here's just I'm throwing this out there. Can we have a cooking show, but we don't actually cook food. We just like open up the ingredients and eat them. Yeah. What else like, would we do? Like it, they just turn it. Well, like today we're gonna we're gonna make chocolate chips. <laughs> 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 and just open up a bag of chocolate chips and just eat them. Or just take a, <laughs> a freaking tenderizing hammer to like a Hershey's bar. Yeah. On your counter, there you go. You know, you know. I just realized what our super talent is. We're not like talented at like doing stuff. We're talented about thinking about things we could do that We're, we never do. We'd make a really good consulting team. We would be like, "Hey, you need a bit. We'll write. We'll like write the idea for you." We're like a think tank for funniness, but yeah. we're not actually funny. You, you have know all what the, mean? you have all the filming um, credentials. Great, we'll give you the ideas. Like you are a great comedic uh, person persona. We can just give you the the ideas of how to continue to be funny. Yep. I really like that one, though. What other ones can you do? What's another um, episode we could do on our cooking show? On our cooking show? Yeah. I think it would be very funny to have you two guys make a dish and then me make a dish of the same ingredients. <laughs> that would be pretty good. That like, would be good. That would be interesting. Today, we're, um, we're going to be making a favorite down in the Florida Keys. We're going to be making key lime. <laughs> 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 it's just a bowl of limes, because that's the joke. <laughs> what do you think, Jonesy? There is this uh, YouTube channel that I really, really like. It's called Epicurious, and they do videos where it'll be like a an amateur chef, um, like a middle-of-the-road chef, and then like a professional, professional chef, and they all make their version of the same dish. And it's really interesting to watch, because the person who really doesn't know what they're doing obviously doesn't know what they're doing, and it's pretty funny. The middle of the road guy and the pro chef kind of like butt heads every once in a while, but they're not in the same room. They're not even taped together at the same time. It's just they edit it so it's like 
this one guy says like, oh, yeah, add all the salt to this before you put it in the pan. And then the chef is like, never add the salt to this. It'll dry the meat out. Yeah, it should be me and you versus Jones. That'd be so good. Yeah. Oh, man. I make a mean key lime, though. <laughs> Go down to Costco, get a 12-pack, a 12-bag of uh, yeah. limes, and just throw them in a bowl. I make a really good peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, today we're going to make a peanut butter and spoon. <laughs> a dessert, snack, breakfast favorite oh my. of everyone. Peanut butter and spoon is like a, it's a, a daily tradition for me. And I get yelled at all the time because I leave the spoon in random places. So yes, if you're ever in my house and you just see, if you're ever in my, like in the studio and there's just a spoon on like the, on the bay window over there, it's, I know. it's a peanut butter spoon every time. I just walk around the house eating peanut butter. So good. So delicious. <laughs> All right. So um, I wish I was making this up for the podcast, but no, it's real. No. All right. The best is how do we get to the, the peanut butter spoon from that question? Dude, no. I don't even remember what the Oh, our biggest goal in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're weird. Oh, yeah, we are. Jason says, why do birds suddenly appear? Um, hmm, science? Uh, Spring? Uh, I have no idea how to answer this question, Eric. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Is there like an answer? The carpenters? <laughs> the carpenters. That's why the birds suddenly appear. Because the carpenters well, built what, birdhouses? Well, wasn't that Professor Charlie's whole bit that he wanted us to do where like we would do the answer to an, a famous song? So yeah. now we have to write a song. Well, Jonesy has to write a song yeah. <laughs> about why birds suddenly appear. Love it. I'll get Karen Carpenter to sing on it. Yes. All right. So with that one, our, our, our response for today is we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy asks, what do you guys think of the show You? I've never personally watched it. My sister loves it. I believe my oldest niece watches it with her as well. Um, so I can't really give an answer. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but it's one of those shows that never heard of it in my life. Then, like, I go to sleep and I wake up the next morning, and everyone I know is ta- talking about it. Specifically, it seems to be uh, very um, popular with uh, with the female demographic. Yeah, my, I don't know what it is, but <clears throat> I think it's very Dexter esque, right? It's like serial killery. Or something like that? Yeah, but I don't think he's a serial killer. I think he's just like a stalker. No, he's not. So I, I watched the show. Oh, great. Well, there, well, there you go. <laughs> It'd be so much more fun to just let me and Eric be <laughs> guess, guess for 45 minutes while Jonesy just laughs behind our backs. <laughs> I think so, he's like an amateur chef who kills people. Yeah. <laughs> he's a podcast host who can't say lexicographer. Uh, no, it's about... Um, so Terry, uh, my fiance, read the books and she wanted to watch the show. And I I think the show premiered on, I want to say Lifetime or some other cable channel. So we watched it when it was on that channel. Sometime between then and now, it came out on Netflix and blew up. No one had seen the show when I saw it. Um, it's about a guy who uh, owns a bookstore and he's he's a stalker. He meets this girl that he likes and he stalks her. But the, the weirdest thing is that like he could have just been with her. Like, it's not like he's, like, stalking her from afar. Like, he meets her. Like, she actually becomes his girlfriend for a little while. Like, it's a really weird show. It's very good. I I would recommend you guys watch it. 
I have really? this weird yeah. feeling that is, is is he like becoming like a sex symbol of some sort? I would I mean, I can't really tell because I'm a dude, but I think he's a good looking guy. I don't know. I mean, isn't that like that's like weird, right? To be like, oh, like, like when Charles Manson went to jail, like, and he had like a flock of people who wanted to marry him. Like, uh, would you date a like a serial killer woman? Depends what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, if she's hot, yeah. Um, all right, let's. Oh man, we're at an hour twenty. We got like seven hundred and sixteen questions left. All right, let's start going. Uh, next up, has, Pom- has De- uh, Derek asks, has Pomp restarted the wire yet? Oh, well, oh, man. Well, you got your answer, bud. You got your answer, Derek. I watched entire season two, and now I'm into season three. So um, it was awesome. It was really good. I don't know why I had this hang up with season two. Like somewhere along the way, I got in my head that season two was going to be like a down season for the for the show. So I didn't want to have to muscle through a bad season of a show to get to a good one. But season two was awesome. So it was great. Yeah. And uh, Pablo Shriver was in it, and I didn't even realize that. And he's he's man. He's he's in, awesome. He's in a lot of good stuff. That, um, and he's also the half brother of Liev Shriver. He was in uh, American Gods. Yeah, he was. He played the leprechaun. Yeah, right? he was like the best. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Mike Penna asks, "Worst purchase on Amazon.com, baby." <laughs> Do you have a bad one? Hmm. I don't know. Do you have a bad one, Jonesy? I mean, I, I've been shipped things in error. Like, I ordered one size shirt and I got a different size shirt. Or, like, there were things that were supposed to be in the box that weren't there. But, like, a bad thing that came from them? No, I mean, I, I've always known what I was going to order. It wasn't like a, I just picked something out and, and ordered it, you know? Oh, uh, I got one. I ordered a wireless charging thing like a long time ago when i first got the iphone 10 whatever yeah the 10 Mm -hmm. and um i didn't do any research i just like i wrote wireless charger and i got it and so it was your fault it was totally my fault it was not the qi technology so it's like super slow it takes five hours to 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 like half charge the phone so i don't i've never but that's that's a user error I was, I was an idiot. I bought the wrong thing. Okay. And on top of that, here's my beef with wireless chargers. When it's wired, like you could still use your phone while it's charging. When it's on a when it's on a wireless mat, you just have to leave it there. Mm-hmm. It's a huge. I use the mat overnight while I'm sleeping because I just when I'm falling asleep, I just roll over and put it on my bedside table and I just slap it right on top of the mat. So it's kind of like that person, like you know, in a like a blizzard on like Mount Everest, like trying to just one more step and he just. Last yeah, it's beautiful that I don't have to find the plug at that point, you know? Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, it's the only time I use wireless charging, though. Yeah, so that was the bad one, but that was my fault. All right, next up. Isaac. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Tommy Sinks asks, where is August Guadi? Do you guys know what August Guadi is? August Guadi was a guy who taught Spanish in our high school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dude, I had no idea. Oh, Mr. Guadi. Um I I would I would imagine that Mr. Guadi, where is Mr. Guadi right now? Mr. Guadi is probably down in Florida eating key limes. <laughs> um 
You probably, I don't know. I know where he lives. He lives on uh, Oregon Street in Long Beach. You just <laughs> daxed him, didn't you? Isn't that count as daxing? Doxing. Doxing. You just doxed him. Is that real? Hopefully that's You real. just dax shepherded him. Yeah, I have his phone number too if you guys want. No, but was that really his address? Because I have to go back and censor it out if it was. Really? I didn't say his address. I just said the street he lives on. Yeah, it's like doxing, right? Okay, I don't think anyone listening to this show is going to care. All right. It's not real. That's not really where he lives. <laughs> we didn't even know who he was, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Isaac asks, what's your favorite restaurant on Long Island? And what is your go-to dish there? That's a nice question. Want me to start? Yeah. All right. Uh, man, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one. So this is, I, I feel like there's two restaurants that I have to, I have to say. Hit it. Um, one being Jimmy Hayes and the Seafood Francis is like one of my favorite dishes. The other have, uh, has to be Swing Bellies and Mac and Pete. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so Jimmy Hayes is a steakhouse that's um, pretty close to, to, to my house and um, it's unbelievable there it's a it's a true old school steakhouse it's has not been like commercialized like the people that go there are like who you would imagine would go to a steakhouse in like 1950 yeah and oddly enough my favorite thing on the menu isn't a steak dish that's how good all their food is yeah for sure i love jimmy hayes uh swing bellies is a barbecue place it's actually where me and my wife had our first date ever and that place is amazing um and their mac and Pete is basically this mac and cheese that has, um, f- like the burnt, onion ends. Sh- burnt ends in it, onion strings. Like I don't know, it's unreal and it's in like a giant salad bowl. It's, it's ridiculous. Huge. It is enough. It's like it looks like a bowl of mac and cheese that you put out on a table for like eleven kids to eat at a kids party, <laughs> but it's for one person. Yes, um, I would say mine is Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, tried and true you know like if you really answer that question right like for real there's no other restaurant on the planet that i would eat more than once in a week i I absolutely have gone to taco bell two to three times so have i so have i so that's my my about you jones i'm uh tripling up on jimmy hayes that place is phenomenal awesome yeah uh chateaubriand for two is the best dish there for me um I also want to give an honorable. Wait, so Chateaubriand for two is the best dish for you? Like you, you just you eat the whole thing? Or oh you, no, no, no! You couldn't eat the whole thing. I mean, you could because before I was on the seafood Francis kick at Jimmy Hayes, I would do the porter for two. You'd get a porterhouse for two for yeah, yourself, man. Me, Wayne, and Tom the Viking went there for dinner one night, and we each got a porter for two. <laughs> I love how we just slip in that we have a friend named Tom the Viking. <laughs> We have a friend. His name is Tom the Viking. Um, so a porterhouse for two. Those days are long gone. I can't even do oh it anymore. Oh, my God. Okay, I have to say, it, that's egregious. Yeah, it's egregious. It's yeah, egregious. I want to throw in a honorable mention for Dirty Taco in Rockville Center. Dirty Taco is top notch. Yeah, they got a pork belly taco that's really, really good. Yeah. They're all, everything there is good. I hate the phrase, but it's actually to die for. Yeah. <laughs> Such a dork. It's to pass away for him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, what else You're we got? We got uh, yeah, I had to feel like we have to we have to go into um rapid fire. Isaac asks who are our biggest inspirations. Ooh. Mine's Wendy Williams. Nice. Steve Harvey here. Uh Michael Jordan and Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Michael B. Jordan or Michael Jordan? The basketballer. Nice. Uh, Mike Arnone asks, thoughts on non-rock artists being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? 
What is rock? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, okay, next question. Yeah, that was that's it. That's that was it. But I love it. I I can't stand it. <laughs> I I've never paid attention. I don't know who's in it. Like who's been inducted recently? I mean, like Biggie just got inducted this this past so, induction. Uh, I guess the it's now not. Re- it's just a misnomer. It's not really a rock and roll hall of fame. It's music hall of fame. It's a mu- it's a pop music. The it's quickest, music. The quickest way I can say it is. There's a lot of bands that haven't been inducted that should, and there's a lot of people that shouldn't be in it because they're not rock and roll. Like, you leave Rush out and you put in Run DMC. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, I guess, yeah. If you put in all the bands that needed to be in, in, no one can say anything. But they're leaving out things like, like they're leaving Iron Maiden out. It's like, that's crazy. Like, really? I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I got nothing to say. I don't even know who's in it. I don't know what. I mean, like rock and roll. Like it's really. Then it sounds like it's like the pop music Hall of Fame. And I say pop music because it's not like they're putting classical and jazz into this, right? So it's just like songs that would be on the radio. So the Z one hundred Hall of Fame, basically. Well, I mean, they're not putting like Jimi Hendrix on Z one hundred. Jim, yeah, whatever. I don't, I, I don't know what rock and roll means. Does that just mean like guitars and four four time signature? Like, is that rock and electric guitars? I mean, if that's the case, then Post Malone plays rock and roll. A hundred percent. Like Post Malone would then be a rock star, not a hip hop artist. Which he has a song called that. <laughs> there you go. To me, if you walk into the record store and. You walk into the rock and roll section, and there's a Snoop Dogg CD sitting there. It's in the wrong place. But if there's electric guitars in the background of his new album, Snoop Lion. If if Snoop makes a rock record, cool. But Doggy Style ain't it. What would his um, rock and roll name be? (laughs) That's a tough one. Yeah, you just stumped. I just stumped Jonesy. That never happens. Okay, well, now the audience will have to just put in the feedback loop for next week. What is Snoop Dogg's rock star alter ego name? Chuck Norris asks when the next Deciding Tonight reunion performance will be. (laughs) I think that we should... When we get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, when we're at the Hall of Fame. I think when the Gold Coast, um, my new band, the Gold Coast, has a, a show in like the spring, we should also do a Deciding Tonight reunion show. I'll have to check the schedule. Yeah, you booked that night. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Eric. Um, Eric is the diva of deciding tonight, so we got to make sure. Stop it. We got to make sure that, you know, we have to get him 5,000 brown M&Ms <laughs> or else he won't go on stage. It's a fact. Kyle Overs wants to know where we're at with the live episode. I think we're getting closer. I think we're going to do Long Beach, New York. Uh, and we're we're thinking about renting renting the upstairs of a place called Jetty, on the west end of Long Beach. Yeah. So we're getting close. We just gotta we gotta lock in a date. That's that's the only thing left. Probably gonna. I think we said April, right? Yep. So what is it? Mid January. So we gotta get a move on. The, yeah. On just locking in the date. But we'll we'll get the details out right away. Definitely. Uh, Chris's band, The Gold Coast, asks: Shouldn't Pomp be mentally preparing to record tomorrow? Can I take this? Sure. Um, no, he shouldn't. He's recorded more music um, and played bass and sang 
more than a lot of people, he's totally fine. I feel like, yeah, I, I, I feel um, I've been playing music in bands, in rock bands, in rock and roll Hall of Fame worthy bands <laughs> <laughs> since I was like 11 or 12. So, And technically, you're working your voice out tonight by not straining it. It's you're true. talking very gently yes. and warming everything up for the weekend. That's so. true. The worst thing that you can do the night before singing, and I don't think I'm going to sing tomorrow. I think I'm doing mostly just bass. Again, though, you're yeah. warming it up. Yeah, but if I were, like the worst thing you could do before singing is go out. Not even the boozing, it's the talking loud. Yep. So like if you go to a bar and you got to talk really loud over the music, that totally will destroy your voice the next day. So I'm not doing that. I'm at seeing no. home. I'm at the studio. Just relaxing. I'm ready to go. Dude, I'm very excited to record, though. I, I'm excited for you guys to hear the music. While lyrics of one of the songs is about us and writing and playing and deciding tonight and playing in bands and stuff. So I think you're going to like it. I think you guys are going to like it. Maybe we'll play it on the show. We'll see. Maybe we'll play it on the podcast. What do you think, Eric? You know? <coughs> um, what else we got, Jonesy? Chef Ben asks... Does Pomp remember the name of that Timbaland song we used to sing constantly? Oh, my God. What He's asking it? you, I think, because he knows that I'll remember it. Because I, I bet you I remember. Hold on. Um, <laughs> I, I could hear the beat in my head. Yeah, because it was a very famous beat. Oh, God. What was it so called? Uh, I don't remember. It, I, it was to the beat of the Spider-Man song. And it was called Here We Come. Here We Come. Oh, we should definitely play that song. That's a goodie. That is. that. Wow, Ben, you just brought back some serious nostalgia right yeah. there. I feel like we listened to that in um, our buddy Alex's green Mitsubishi Galant. No, he had a, dia, he had a, a dia, Diamante. Diamante, he had a Diamante. Diamante, that's right. All right, what else we got? Chef Ben also asks, does Joan realize... Oh, my Joan. God. Joan. <laughs> I can't speak tonight, It's my guys. friend Joan. <laughs> I'm done. He really loves Chachi. <laughs> Chef Ben, does Jones realize he sounds like hipster comedian Wyatt Senak? I don't know who that is. Uh, we listened to him before the show, and he, you definitely sound like this you guy. You do. You guys share quality. Wyatt Senak. Uh, cousins of Hokeen Phoenix. <laughs> cousins of John Senak. <laughs> <laughs> that beat was actually by Timbaland. Oh, we have a new listener. Oh, there's a new listener question. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, this one comes in from Christy. Is this a guy or girl? It's a girl. That, is it? There's plenty you know, of guys I, named Christy. You, know, you no, know guys named Christy? I know more guys named Christy than girls. Yeah. You know zero guys named Christy. I know a bunch. I know for a fact that you're lying right now. <laughs> I just know it. I know at least eight. There, you don't know eight people. <laughs> You know me, Eric, Terry, and maybe your maybe your dad. I don't. I'm not even <laughs> <Just> sure. Just your dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've met your mom, but I don't think you really know her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most of you guys are named Christy. <laughs> <laughs> so you just alienated our, our our new listener by asking if it was a dude. So Christy's definitely not a guy. Uh, she is a girl. Okay. And what's her question? <laughs> Christy asks, "I'm a new listener, so maybe this is common knowledge." But why not dessert for dinner? I love it. Ooh, that's a good question. Eric, why don't you answer it? The reason is I would always choose to have a second dinner entree rather than having a dessert. 
whenever at a party or at a restaurant. So like, you know, when you go to, I don't know, a holiday, you go to Thanksgiving at your family, right? And then after the turkey and everything, then comes the dessert course, right? People sit at the table and they eat, they'll eat, um, they'll have pie, they'll drink coffee. While everyone's sitting at the table, you know, eating pie and drinking coffee, Eric will go up and get more turkey and he'll sit back down and he'll eat turkey while everyone else is eating dessert. So one night we were driving home from a party and I remember this so vividly. I was sitting shotgun. <laughs> my wife was in the backseat. You're driving. And me and my wife were rattling off how fat we were because all the dessert we ate. I was like, oh, I had a brownie. I had three cookies. I think I'm pretty sure I had uh, two slices of cheesecake. Uh, and we're like, Eric, what'd you have for dessert? And you just said, dessert? I had dinner for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> and we chuckled. And then we said, we should name the podcast that. And that's and it. it was like a ch- It was like, ha, 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 ha. And then it happened. And that's it. So Eric has dinner for dessert instead of dessert for dessert. I prefer two entrees over an entree and a dessert. He, that's doesn't, all. he doesn't like sweets. He's not a sweets guy. No. He doesn't like bacon either, except for Francis Bacon. Love. Francis Bacon. I'm Francis Bacon. <laughs> I used to be a mobster in Brooklyn, and now I live in England. That's when I was Franny Bacon. <laughs> I was Franny Bacon, you know? All right, these last two questions are from your fiance, Jones. Uh, Terry asks, how are you? Terrific. Yourself? She can't answer you. Oh. oh. <laughs> Terry also asks, if Mike didn't bring it up already, do testicles have taste buds? Huh. Hmm. So this this stems from a conversation I had at dinner today. Uh, <laughs> what kind of dinner did you have? Dessert. <laughs> nice, dude. Well done. Terry's sister is up from Kentucky, and she was telling us a, a story that she read in like the Daily Mail or like some other UK garbage newspaper, and it, the article was about testicles having taste buds, where they can not exactly taste, but if you were to put them near a, a salty or a sweet food, like there'd be a sensation in your brain of something happening, which I think is complete garbage. Like, there's no way that that's real. Why don't you try it? <laughs> All right. Well, that, that happens to be our last question, so that's a way to end it. Uh, um, Professor Charlie, how about you hit us with some knowledge on that? Yeah. I, I would imagine that they may have some sort of ability to um, decipher different, um, I wouldn't call them tastes, but different sensations from different types of foods. Like, if you get icy hot on them, I'm sure that doesn't feel great. Oh, that's the worst. Have you ever done yeah. that? No, thank, thankfully. Oh, I did that once. Hey, that once. Don't... Once. All right, so that's our show. Eric, That hey, you still with us? Yeah, I was just going through the notes, making sure we didn't miss anything. Did, yeah, I think, we, I think we hit everything. We did. <clears throat> it's been I, fun. I, I like you guys. I like you guys, too. I especially like Jonesy. I like, I like your velvety voice. I like you guys. <laughs> I don't know how to. React I love to that, that voice. We haven't heard the trailer voice in a long time. Oh, we haven't done. We haven't like no. done any movie trailers. No, in a long we time. haven't. That's because we haven't seen any movies. <laughs> <laughs> soon, soon. All right, this has been neat. This has been real neat. So it's really funny that we talked about. Um, Maybe doing a little shorter episode tonight. And we actually ended up going longer than last week. We have to cut it out. Oh, my God. And there was something else that we were supposed to talk about this episode, too. We'll hold that off for next week. Yes. So we, yeah. got, we got an email from someone. Yes, we're gonna, I didn't even want to bring it up. We'll do that one next week. Yeah, we'll hit it next week. All right. So 
Uh, keep keep on. keep up. <laughs> keep it on. Keep it on. <laughs> keep up with the. Uh, we love hearing from all of you on Instagram. So keep that up, please. Um. Oh, and uh, a little uh, public service announcement. If you gave us a question tonight and we gave you kind of a, a, a weak answer, just ask it again. We'll forget. Yeah, totally. We, we just ask it again. We'll for, we forgot. We'll forget. Yeah. yeah. And, just, yeah. and just do it as if we never heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, yeah. and to Christy, our new follower, um, thank you so much for listening. Yes. I will give you... $10 via Venmo if you made it this long in the episode. And I'll know that you made it this long in the episode because you're going to message us on Instagram and say, hey, you owe me $10, Pomp. And then I'll be like, wow, she really listened the whole way. That's a heck of a prize. Yeah, 10 bucks For real. And I will hold it. I will pay her. I will Venmo her 10 bucks. If I she, respect it. But she will only get the 10 bucks if she reminds me. And the only way she can remind me is if she made it this far in the episode. All right. Boom. Look at that. None of you other suckers got that deal. <laughs> All right. I'll give that deal to one other person. Hold on. Are you going to spin the wheel right now? Uh, if your name is Chuck Norris, I'll give you five bucks on Venmo. But you have to call me out. I love this game. Awesome. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks over here. That's it. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Um, thank you all so much for the participation tonight. You all get a trophy because we're millennials. Yes. Jones, uh, it was great hearing much more of your voice this evening. Oh, yeah. Now, we won't get yelled at all week by everybody else. Um, and everyone out there, we love you. We appreciate you. Until next time. Bye. That it. <laughs>